Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 57, How the New Paradigm Changed the Way a Health Coach Views Health with Crystal Seltrelli. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. My guest today is Crystal Siltrelli, and Crystal um, is, was, has been a successful health coach working primarily with people with a stomach digestive issue called gastroparesis, which Crystal deals with herself. Crystal's one of those people who, you know how sometimes you meet people and you'll see things happen to them in life and they find a way to kind of come through it and then write five books about it, (laughs) or they like come through it and then uh, you know, invent the thing that they needed when they were in the midst of it. It's it's really cool to see that. So Crystal's one of those people. So that's basically what she did. She had gastroparesis. Um, she struggled with it. She's a natural, very resourceful, very curious, very smart person, looked into it like crazy, was determined to have the best experience with it she could have. And she ended up writing a couple books um, to help people through this condition that did really well. So for a while, she was just doing kind of health coaching, whatever that is, but it was primarily diet, lifestyle sort of stuff. And as Crystal says in this episode, um, it didn't take long for her to see that there was something beyond just here's how to eat and here's how you should move. There was this this kind of hidden dimension in a sense, you know, people's psychology, she called it their mindset at the time. She was starting to see the role of stress and emotions and and positive or negative thinking and all of that in how this condition played out and and how people dealt with how it played out. So in Crystal's own life, um, she was dealing with some anxiety, which got to a point that um, led her to this new paradigm. And it's been so fun to watch over the years that as she's immersed in this new paradigm and just seeing so much more about it, how her life has changed and also kind of how it hasn't, but how she how she feels in her life definitely seems to have changed in big ways. And the conversations she has with her clients. So she still works with a lot of people with gastroparesis, not only that, not only health issues, but... Um, but I love how she talks about how it doesn't really matter. You know, she could she could have this, this kind of conversation where she's looking at who we are, where our experience comes from with anyone, no matter what they're up against. And this looks like the best medicine now for someone with anything, gastroparesis, anything we're dealing with. And that doesn't mean she doesn't still talk about diet and lifestyle, of course. Those have have a place in this. But it's really fascinating to hear how how she describes this shift into, into sharing this new paradigm as what she sees as the absolute best way to help anyone with anything. And she also talks very candidly in our, our conversation about her own health ups and downs, you know, and how at one point she thought, oh, this... This, I'm, I'm cured. I'll never feel this again, you know, because then looking in this understanding, looking in this direction, her peace of mind was a lot better than it had been and her physical symptoms improved. And then they didn't, 
you know, and just that that whole way that we sometimes feel guilty or put it on ourselves or think that we aren't seeing clearly enough when things get hard in life or when our body goes out of whack again or whatever happens, how we can kind of take that personally and blame ourselves or blame our our understanding or whatever we blame. And I love that piece of our conversation too, because she's just really open and honest about how that's been for her and how she helps her clients navigate that. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Thanks so much for being on Changeable. Hey, Amy, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you. Um, so, so tell us a little bit just to kick it off about how you, how, why, why are we talking? <laughs> How'd you get into this new paradigm and this understanding? Oh my goodness. I first found you and this understanding. It's probably been four years now. Uh, It was shortly after my daughter was born. I was having really terrible anxiety and panic attacks and just searching for for something. And, you know, I had read all the self-help books and done all the things that I think a lot of us do when we're really struggling with anxiety and trying to find relief and nothing was helping. And I stumbled across a podcast where you were the guest. And I don't even know still what I heard, but I heard something in that podcast that just really clicked with me. And I started reading and I, I don't even really remember, you know, for me, I know for some people it's, it, it's an insight and, you know, everything changes for them. But for me, it was just kind of that slow progression of, okay, I see a little bit of light here. And, you know, I hear something else and I see a little bit more light. And over time, I just realized that my mind was quieter. My life really opened up. Um, When I first stumbled across this, I was terrified to be home alone, but also terrified to go out in public. And my life just got really, really small. And just over time, I realized like, oh, I'm in the store by myself, you know, like, oh, we're on vacation now, you know, just, just little things here and there that kind of built up over time. And so I don't know, I don't have kind of that, that insight. I don't have that one moment, but the last several years have just totally changed my life. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that's so common, really. You know, we, we flock to those big insight stories. We remember them, but I mean, you know, exactly what you said or some version of that is just so, so normal and common. And in the end of the day, who cares, right? Your life's bigger and nicer and easier. So, you know, however it happens is awesome. So um, so prior to your anxiety, or maybe while you were having some anxiety, um, you also had some physical health issues. What was, um, yeah, what was going on there? Yes. And I've actually, looking back now that I, you know, know what anxiety is and how all of this works, I mean, I was real caught up in anxious thinking since I was a child, really. I mean, I can see it now. So um, anxiety and anxious thinking, that's kind of been a constant. And physical health issues were actually pretty much a constant for me through most of my life, too. Um, Just before I found this understanding, I was dealing with um, a digestive condition called gastroparesis. And I was actually coaching other people with gastroparesis as well. So um, my life was kind of very focused on physical health at that point in time. Yeah. And so how did you help people with gastroparesis? 
I was a health coach. And so I worked initially, um, it was all about the diet. So we would create a diet plan and we would change the way people were eating. And then I kind of realized that really, that was helping to some extent, but it really wasn't helping to the extent that I wanted to help people. So then I added lifestyle modifications and we would talk about lifestyle. So primarily diet, lifestyle, and eventually what I came to call stress management because I knew there was some kind of piece there. I didn't know exactly what it was, but um, it was a very kind of changing the diet, changing the lifestyle, trying to change the way people were thinking, which, <laughs> you know, now I see that probably wasn't helpful. Um, but from, from a very physical outside in kind of standpoint. Yeah. But to even acknowledge, you know, I think now, you know, a lot, we all kind of know it in some way, but even to just call it out and go beyond diet and lifestyle and say, hey, there's something about stress, something about how we're thinking and feeling that has a big role here. I think even just pointing there is helpful, however we're doing it. Yeah. And that became very apparent to me very quickly um, when I started working with clients. Uh, ultimately, I did this for about 10 years. So about a decade that I was working as a health coach with clients. And it did not take me long seeing people, um, you know, hearing their stories, listening to them talk to realize there's more here than diet and exercise and, you know, finding the right medication. Like I knew there was another piece yeah. and I didn't really get it. And so I kind of went down the, you know, positive thinking uh, road there and, um, I knew there was something there. And so I was trying to point people to that the best I could, but I really didn't get it. And I really didn't know what it was. And even for myself, I mean, I was doing the same thing for myself because I had the condition as well while I was coaching people. And so I was trying to, you know, put my uh, mantras all over on sticky notes. And, um, you know, I literally had a spreadsheet of what I called like purposeful relaxation strategies, <laughs> which now to me just seems so silly. Um, but because I knew, I knew there was a piece there beyond the diet and the exercise. Yeah. I just didn't really know what it was. How did it look for you in terms of, um, like, did you ever have moments where you, you really saw that connection in your own experience where you saw whether, you know, whether it was from some of those exercises or from, you know, seeing more about this understanding that we share or anything where you kind of saw, oh, there's, there's a huge, you know, the, the more peace there is in my mind, my whole experience of my body is different. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so I used to notice that every time I went on vacation mm. and I would realize that, oh, when I go on vacation, I feel better. And so I assumed it's because I'm on vacation, you know, it's, it's this actually place or, um, you know, we would go to the ocean. So it was the ocean, you know, that was just yeah. to make me feel better or, you know, the fact that I didn't have any real responsibilities for that week. But, um, you know, in hindsight, it was because my mind would calm down, you know, and it would slow down. And so, um, I didn't, I didn't know why, but I could definitely see that. And I could see that in my own clients. That was one of the one of the things that when I first heard of this understanding really connected the dots for me. So I would have a call with somebody, a 60 minute call. And at the beginning of the call, they would be so anxious and overwhelmed and you could hear it in the, in their voice, how desperate they were. And by the end of the hour, 
it feels so much calmer. And there was just so much more peace there. And I knew that in that hour, I didn't change anything about their physical health. Yeah. And so that was one thing that, you know, when I, when I, when I learned of, of, you know, what you talk about here on the podcast and in your work really made sense to me because it was just, their mind was quieting down. Yeah. Um, but you know, that was, that was a big thing that I, I saw over and over, you know, nothing changed for those people in, in that hour, yeah. but their feeling, you know, their experience changed drastically. It's so funny how we, we just get so many glimpses of that, but without, without a framework around it or an, or a context to put it in and understanding that explains it. We just, you know, that's just like, Oh man, what's going on here? Must be the ocean must be talking to a coach helps, you know, but, but, but we don't really know why or how until we do. And then when you start to see, Oh my gosh, it's just where our mind is and how tense we are with all that stuff on our minds versus how calm we are sometimes when our mind settles down, like, it's so obvious in hindsight, <laughs> but you know, we see those clues all along and just until you know, you just don't know. Yeah. And vice versa. I mean, I can also think of times where I was at the ocean and had a panic attack, Yeah, you know, but, but in those moments that doesn't really make sense either, you know, because yeah. the ocean is, is where I feel good. Um, so yeah, I mean, looking back, I can, I can see it and it makes so much sense in the context of, of this understanding. Yeah. So your gastroparesis um, got much better at some point, right? And was and was kind of gone or in remission or however you would say it. Like you just were kind of symptom free for a while. Is that right? I was, yeah, for about two years probably, and um, it was it was um, kind of coinciding with you know my anxiety um, feeling so much better you know, with this understanding and really understanding what was going on and um, kind of gaining that freedom from anxiety. And then my, my physical symptoms got so much better that I, you know, wrote on my blog and, and, and spoke about to my audience that, you know, the condition was resolved in my, in my opinion, what I considered to be resolved. And so, um, yeah, that was the case for about two years. And is that a common thing? I mean, does that happen for other people where it just kind of people become symptom free for a while? It does. Yeah, it does happen. Um, I, I don't know. Gastroparesis is one of those conditions that isn't very well studied. So we don't know exactly how often it happens. But I know from talking with, you know, hundreds of people over those those 10 years, thousands of people, I don't know that. Yeah, it definitely it does happen. Um, but then of course, everyone wants to know, why did it happen? What did you do to make it happen? Um, yeah. And that's the piece, you know, who knows? Yeah. So, and that's what I want to know too. <laughs> so <laughs> like, what do you see about that? I, I mean, it seems like during that time, like, well, I don't know, you tell me like during that time, did you have some ideas about how that happened for you personally? Or were, or were you just in a place of, hey, I don't know, but I'll take it? Or, you know, what, what, where was your mind with that? So personally, I mean, my, my thoughts were that it, it had to do with this, all of this, this understanding and the fact that for the first time in, you know, a very long time, I had more peace just in general, you mm -hmm. know, my mind was, was calmer and even when it wasn't, it wasn't a problem. And so, you know, kind of that secondary uh, yeah. <laughs> anxiety and everything was, was 
pretty much gone. And so in my mind, there was a connection there and, you know, not a, not a perfect connection necessarily, but it all kind of happened at the same time. And so to me, yeah, there was a connection. Um, that was kind of personal to me, but still kind of publicly, you know, it was, I don't know because I really don't know, you know, I, I, yeah. I don't know what happened. Um, so, but, but to me, it, it, it kind of all happened together. Yeah. And then um, more recently, some of your symptoms came back. They did. Yeah. Over the last, probably over the last year, but over the last six months in particular, um, my symptoms had started getting kind of progressively worse, not as bad as they were in the past. I mean, I had had surgeries and devices implanted and all kinds of things. I was you know, really sick at some point. So not to that extent, but definitely noticeable. So to a point where I would no longer say, you know, the condition is resolved and, and gone. Um, so yeah, it's been probably about six months really. Yeah. And again, this is just what your mind made up about it because we don't know, right? But I'm just, just for people listening because I mean, so many people have been in a similar situation, no matter what it is, a physical thing that they say, yay, I'm done. And then it's back or a habit or anxiety. I mean, everyone listening to this can relate to that and, and knows like just how hard we can be on ourselves and how scary that can be when something comes back that we kind of think is not going to come back. So I'm curious just what your mind made of that because it's interesting. I mean, I've known you over these years and I would say if anything, your your understanding of this understanding, like your grounding in this has definitely deepened and grown. And so, you know, to be in a place where it looks like, ooh, this helped me. But then now it's like, wait a minute, I still have this deep, amazing understanding better than ever, yet the symptoms are back. Was that, was that a, a mind pretzel for you? You know, a little bit. It, there's kind of two sides of it to me. So yes, on the one side, you know, my mind definitely got busy about that. And okay, so if it wasn't this understanding, what is it? Or you're not doing this understanding right anymore. You know, the things the things our minds will tell us. And there is definitely some of that. Um, and some of just in general going back to, okay, well, now you have to put together a plan and you have to get really regimented. And um, because that was my experience in the past, you know, I had a very strict plan that I followed for a lot of years. And um, to me, it was like, that's what, you know, was connected to my well-being. Yeah. Um, and so there was a little bit of that coming up, but kind of underneath that, I, st- I still have this understanding and it has made such a difference because I, I, I can see that more for what it is, which is just, you know, my mind making something up. Like you said, I don't know any of that to be true. Mm-hmm. And so there is that, but then there is also a very different feeling underneath all of that. That comes from, I think, from having this understanding now, knowing that it's still okay. Like those symptoms have come back and so physically, I, I feel different and it doesn't mean I don't do anything about it. I, I, I do have things I do to help manage the physical symptoms. But it does not anymore seem like inextricably linked to me being okay, yeah. to my well-being. Yeah. And so there's so much less pressure there. When I was dealing with all of this before, before I had this understanding and um, certainly before things got better the first time, 
it really truly looked to me that if I was going to be okay, I had to get rid of this condition. Mm-hmm. And there's so much pressure there. I mean, yeah. don't know how to do that. Doctors don't know how to do, nobody knows how to do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, my, my personal opinion is I don't think we have much control over that. We can do all the things we're supposed to do, but you know, I don't know that that's within our control. And so seeing those things separately now, there's so much more peace there, even with those physical symptoms being present again. Yeah. Oh, that's so huge because the flip side of that is, or the other side of that is also true where I can only be happy if, if this condition completely goes away. That means when the condition's there, like when just the way a a computer would take that is that therefore when the condition is there, I can't be happy. <laughs> and we, and we experience that when we believe it. So it's like, it's such a, like you said, it's so much pressure, but it's, it's just so limiting too. It just, it just makes our range of possible experience so tiny. I mean, obviously our the possibilities are huge, but when our mind decides in some way, this is where I'm happy and this is where I'm not happy. We're just, we're just, screwed or <laughs> just like so in so much trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've talked to people, I've had clients who their symptoms have resolved for whatever the period of time. I mean, maybe it's only a month, maybe it's two months, whatever, but they spend that entire time worrying that they're going to come back Yeah, because they still see it that way. If this ever comes back, I can't be happy again. Yeah. And there's just so much to that, that once you really see that those two things are separate, and it took me a long time to be able to say that. Yeah. I could feel it. But to be able to say that to people who are, you know, in physical pain, dealing with these physical issues, I felt them. I know how terrible physically, you know, these things feel. And it took me a long time to be able to, you know, have the courage, I think, to, to say that. But I have just seen it so clearly in my life and the people that I work with that, you know, that's that's really where the freedom comes from. The freedom from the suffering really comes from seeing that those two things are separate, not from somehow getting rid of the condition. That's so, yeah, so big. Don't you think that um, people fear sometimes being open to what you're saying, that they can be happy and at peace and even have a nice life while they have physical symptoms? I think I think sometimes it scares us because it looks like we're giving up on change, like we're throwing in the towel, we're not committed to getting better. You know, do you, you must see that a lot. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's a huge obstacle in yeah. um, trying to differentiate, you know, the, the, that's not the same thing. You know, yeah. we, can, we can recognize that our well-being is not tied to our physical experience but we can still take steps, you know, to manage those physical symptoms. And certainly, you know, when I work with people now, I only work from this understanding, but I still have my books out there and my classes and my blog posts that help people manage the physical symptoms. Yeah. I don't say, don't go read those books, you know, don't change how you're eating. You know, I do feel like those things do have a place. Of course, they help our physical bodies and they help us to feel better. And that's fantastic. Um, but I think what we're talking about is just so much deeper than that to a point where you can do all the things you're going to do. And if you still don't feel well physically, you're still okay. 
Yeah. And, you know, and I do think that's, that's a little scary to look at sometimes. Um, yeah. And it's probably scary because we're so just, you know, because we're so used to feeling bad physically and then feeling bad mentally and emotionally. Like we, like you said earlier, we think those things are just one in the same in a way. But when we start to open up and see, no, it is actually possible. Like I'm, as you're talking, I keep picturing this two by two matrix where it's like lots of symptoms crappy state of mind, that's not happy. <laughs> no symptoms, great state of mind, that's amazing. But then there's the other two. It's like we can have symptoms and we can have a peaceful state of mind. And and is it, you know, what you your ultimate wish? No, it'd be great to be, everybody wants to feel good physically and be healthy physically. But that's possible. That one right there is possible. And the other one where we've all been, right? Where our body feels great, but our mind's in the gutter. Well, that's not fun either. So it's like, you know, like kind of just seeing, wow, there's all those combinations and so many more, obviously. But there's so much just to see in that. But, you know, again, it's like we, we just link, oh, I feel bad and... I feel bad physically or this is back or whatever. And therefore I just have to feel horrible. We don't realize we're doing that, but we do. But to see, like you're saying, no, those are two independent cells in that matrix. Like they're totally different things. It's amazing how the experience of feeling bad, even emotionally or physically, can can be so different than what we thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, going back to... Um, my symptoms coming back uh, for the last, you know, six months or whatever. I, I've seen that so clearly, you know, that, that those two things are separate because I think I, I'm so much more aware of it now, obviously, and I have an understanding of what's going on. But yeah. exactly like you said, I mean, there have been times where my symptoms are really flaring up and I'm in a great, a great state of mind, a great place because it doesn't, I think a piece of it for me now is it just doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And again, I think that to some people is, isn't a scary thing to hear that like your physical symptoms don't mean anything. Yeah. But to me personally at this point, they don't really mean anything. I mean, they mean whatever's going on in my body is going on in my body, but they don't mean I did anything wrong. They don't even necessarily mean I have to do anything. I mean, if it occurs to me to do something, to get a heating pad or, you know, lie down or whatever, great. But they don't mean anything to me independently anymore. And so I think there really are all of those possibilities, you know, at the same time. Yeah. And that not meaning anything, I mean, just for everyone listening, like it's, that's, that's a freedom. That's the freedom that Crystal's talking about. I think again, sometimes where our mind wants to go is like, oh, that's going to make me irresponsible. If it doesn't mean anything, then how am I going to know what to do? Or maybe I'll give up or whatever. And, and it's just the opposite. It's just the opposite. That's why I said, that's why I love how you said that, you know, you, it might still come up in a conversation. Hey, here are some helpful ways to eat or some things to do or some interventions like that. I mean, yeah, we're human beings. That stuff makes so much sense. But but from the place where you're seeing this now, like from that place of seeing you can be okay no matter what, and these symptoms don't mean all this the mental, all this emotional, mental, personal stuff, we're so opened up and freed to just take those actions just based on common sense. So it makes us wiser, not not irresponsible. 
Absolutely. Yes. I mean, I've seen that definitely with myself and starting to work with clients from this understanding, you know, I've seen that as well. Um, that when you don't have that to-do list in your mind of like, these are all the things I have to do so that I am okay. Yeah. You just do what occurs to you. And, you know, those are things that are coming from whatever we're going to call it, you know, your intuition, your wisdom, whatever, um, as opposed to, you know, somebody else, something you read on the internet or something like that. And so what I've seen and what I largely, you know, encourage in, in clients now is you do those things that come to you. And those are probably going to be more effective anyway, you know, from a physical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Those are things that just make sense in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you, you were saying earlier how, um, so your conversations now are really rooted in this understanding because it's what you see to be most helpful, but that doesn't make anything else off limits. I mean, it's, it's real world tangible stuff and it's, it's kind of where our experience comes from and that we're okay. Um, but I was asking you before, I think before we started recording about, um, you know, like the, the kind of conversations, because you still work with a lot of people with gastroparesis um, and how that's different from other people. And you were just kind of like, well, it's not really, because <laughs> even with gastroparesis, it's not, you know, what we're talking about and what people are worried about and caught up in is not really what it appears to be anyway. It's not really about the condition anyway, right? It's always about their thinking. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's been, that's been really great for me to see, you know, as a coach, as I'm working with people and, you know, it's, it's really all the same and it really comes back to this understanding. And, you know, most of my clients uh, so far have been people who have gastroparesis, but, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about their experience with gastroparesis. We're talking about their relationships and we're talking about, you know, all of their other things, but underneath it, it, it really still comes back to, you know, where is our experience of all of this coming from? And yeah. as we understand that, you know, that's where we find the freedom. Yeah, I just think it's so helpful for you to share that, um, you know, that symptoms can come back and it can be a different experience. Because, you know, and that we don't have to, it doesn't mean we're a failure, that we're doing something wrong. And it's normal and okay that your minds go there, right? They do, of course. And yours went there. And, you know, but just to see, no, it's, I'm not in control of all this. What's so much bigger is I can be okay no matter what's happening. Yeah. And I think another thing that I see now is the symptoms have come back. And so today maybe I have symptoms, but that, that also doesn't mean anything. Yeah about what's coming down the road. And so when my symptoms had resolved, you know, there are people who say, you shouldn't call it that. You should just call it remission because sometimes they come back. And, you know, to me, I'm at a place where it makes sense to me to just kind of look at today. So today, these symptoms are here. They could be gone again tomorrow. I don't know. So that layer of worry that I used to have of how can I live like this for the rest of my life? You know, I can't do this anymore. That feels so overwhelming and so heavy. And that's lifted because once in a while, my mind will go there. Well, how long is this going to last? When is this going to go away? But I really just see now that, like you said, we have no control over that. And I didn't know my symptoms were going to resolve in the first place. So I, I don't know you know, what's coming next. And 
I think for a long time that would have scared me, you know, that I don't know yeah. what's coming. But now there's just so much freedom in that because I don't know. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to control it because I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay right now and I'll be okay then. Yeah. Oh, love that. Thank you so much for this conversation. That's, that's amazing. I love just, you know, hearing that calmness behind everything you're sharing. I think it's going to resonate so much with people. It just be so comforting because again, whether it's physical stuff, you know, anxiety habits, whatever people are dealing with depression, like this, this whole conversation is exactly like it applies to all of that. It's what, what you're really saying. What I'm hearing in you is we are okay. We can be okay no matter what is moving through. And that's just so huge. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah, and I'll I'll share some information on how people can find you. But um, I just want to say to anyone, you know, Crystal's an excellent coach. I've been very lucky to get to hear some of her coaching sessions and she's just really great. So obviously she knows a lot about gastroparesis and other physical things and can relate there. But I mean, it's really this bigger understanding. It, it, it trumps everything. So, um, so yeah, I'll share how people can get in touch with you if they want to. Great, thank you. The Little School of Big Change is a curated and crafted series of short lessons, animations, and conversations that walk you through an understanding of this new paradigm with an eye toward greater peace of mind and freedom from habits, overthinking, and anxiety. It's also a live course and a thriving community where I guide you through those life-changing lessons myself, coaching you along the way. If you want to peek inside the school, check out the Little School of Big Change highlight series at thelittleschoolofbigchange.com slash highlights. The highlight series shares five short highlights from various lessons in the school that will begin to show you a brand new way to view yourself and your experience. Sign up to have the free video series sent to you at thelittleschoolofbigchange.com slash highlights. Highlights.